Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of the Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Well, hello and welcome back to the Eternal Entrepreneur Podcast. I am Pierce Brantley, co-host of the show, and today we're going to explore the topic of excellence. And I say explore because I think there's a spectrum that we as kind of Christian leaders get into, and we can kind of have opposing ideas. And there is a biblical standard of excellence, and there's a worldly standard of excellence. And one will run us dry. The other will actually, I believe, bring on the mantle of God's anointing on your life to carry something that you couldn't carry before. And that's why I want to talk about it, because I think most of the time we place ourselves in the realm of workaholism and perfectionism, two big isms, but effectively what it means is we are in pursuit of something at all costs, and that cost costs us something. It costs the soul something. Whereas biblical excellence, Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He is carrying something. But what he's carrying, he's equipped to carry. When we try to pursue excellence in an area that we are not equipped to carry, what it does is it becomes a yoke of bondage. And bondage may seem like a a big word, a spiritual word, especially as it relates to excellence in the workplace. But the reality is if you are carrying something that is not, uh, I don't want to say go as far as to say willed, but um, breathed on like a fire from God, then something is going to happen to your soul. You're going to get agitated uh, with a lack of excellence. You are going to uh, get into the nitty gritty. You're going to become a control uh, fanatic. And you're going to obsess about details that actually are at a detriment to the morale of your business, to your employees, to your family life. And so we want to adjust that. So there are two healthy types of excellence that you can aspire to. And by the way, I don't think either one of these are wrong. They're just different. And I want to explore both of them so we can think about how to kind of take a chiropractic adjustment to your business as it relates to building something really good. So the first type of excellence is a standard keeper. Someone who's a standard keeper or a business that is a standard keeper is all about meeting the industrial mark of the business. So there's a status quo and not a bad status quo, just an actual status quo that is normal in your sphere of influence. So in the Uh, auto industry, for instance, if you're getting maintenance done on your vehicle, uh, the standard, the high standard is they're going to give you a free car rental. Uh, They are going to, you know, give you coffee or some nice drink while you're there. 
They are going to, you know, have a concierge that's going to, you know, take care of your car while you're there. And you're not ever going to have to get into the details of your car getting maintained. That's the standard in the industry. And so anything less than that is falling short of the standard. But that is the standard itself that any new car maintenance business, if they were to get into that space, would need to quickly move towards. Because if they're not doing that, then they're not meeting expectations. So that's one type of excellence, which is just meeting the standard. And you know, there's a lot of books out there, uh, and some of them that I love, around being innovative and being disruptive and everything else. And there is a place for all of that. There is also a place for meeting expectations in a way that uh, people expect and are delighted by. And that's okay. Not everything needs to be innovative. Then there is a second type of excellence, and this is the type of excellence that transcends what I believe is simply um, working in the flesh. And that is to be a standard bearer, not just a standard keeper. So in the military, a standard bearer is someone who carries a flag, who runs out ahead of their platoon or their group of soldiers and is basically saying that they're claiming ground and being a front lead for that group. A standard bearer is going out ahead of where everyone else is going underneath the flag that they are carrying and they are fighting for. To be a standard bearer means to redefine and to take new territory, redefine what it means to be excellent and to provide good service in a space. And it also means to go into new territory that hasn't yet been conquered or claimed. And it goes without saying that you need the first before you can go into the second. If you are simply a pioneer, but you have no skill set, then what you're going to do is just end up tearing up the land you're in. You need more than that. But a standard bearer is able to go fully equipped into the unknown take new territory, and define new standards that are good for them, good for the industry. And it's how I think really powerful brands are made. So a few years back, I was uh, at the Gibson factory in, uh, uh, I think it was Nashville. It was Nashville or Memphis. It was Memphis. Yes. And what was really cool about that factory, other than the fact that you know I'm a guitar nerd, but towards the end of the tour, they pointed out this huge, huge blue dumpster. And in the, the dumpster, you could see over the top of it were just piles and piles and piles, countless piles of finished guitars in the dumpster. And we asked about that. We're like, what, like, what's wrong with those guitars? And the tour guide goes, there's nothing wrong with the guitars. He said, every single one of them plays just fine. He said, our standard here at Gibson, he said, if there is one speck of dust on the paint, if there was one malaligned nut uh, on the adjusters, if there is a grain 
of like a knot that shows up or uh, a grain of color in the wood that looks wrong on the neck. He said, the entire guitar is useless. We throw the entire thing away. He said, and we're so strict about this that he said, even if an employee were to go in and take one of these, these perfectly playable guitars uh, out of the dumpster, he said, they get fired. He said, there, we have a zero tolerance you know, policy on this. Again, perfectly playable guitars, absolutely useless from the perspective of a standard, of a standard bearer in the industry. The same thing is true of uh, Mercedes. Uh, I saw this cool documentary years ago, and Mercedes was going through kind of their final point check, and they're not the only ones that do this, but between the outside panels of the car, they have a, I think it's called a micron measurement tool, and I'm probably going to get that wrong. But effectively, they measure down to, I want to say it was two millimeters of distance between two outside panels. We're talking about the decorative panels on the car. If there is more than two millimeters of gap between the two panels, the entire thing is bad. They get rid of it or they go and fix the problem. Because the standard for Mercedes is so much higher than a lot of the other vehicles in the industry. Again, they're not the only ones that do this. But if there is more than a two millimeter difference, and you might be saying the difference between two millimeters and three millimeters, is that even like noticeable from the naked eye? Maybe not in one area, but if you think of one thing going wrong in one part of the car, then it says something about the entire vehicle. It says something about the standard of integrity that relates to how the company wants to produce things. And I don't think this applies to all Christian businesses, but I think often we can operate under what we think is the guise of grace, meaning, you know, we want to provide good service, but ultimately, you know, we need to be flexible if things don't go exactly right. We need to be understanding about our own employees and everything else. And that's true The in that the development of the person and the love for the person should pre-emanate uh, everything we do. But when you think about being a standard bearer and you think about these two companies, uh, Gibson and Mercedes, one speck of dust ruins the whole guitar. One millimeter disqualifies the entire car from being sold. When you think about what it means to be a standard bearer, it means to pioneer something in a space and to hold a mantle that other companies aren't doing. And these details are not just for the sake of doing them. You know, perfectionism gets obsessed with fixing things for the sake of fixing them. You ever met someone who's like a diehard perfectionist and you go like, what is the end in this? And most of the time it's like, well, fixing it. Fixing it is the end. Making it perfect is the end in of itself. Perfectionism for its own sake is not actually uh, that great of a thing to aspire to. We know it's abusive, but we actually talk about this in calling Awaken to the Purpose of, of Your Work. Uh, if you say, well, I did my best, and my best is perfectionism, that's like that's your standard, but that's your own personal standard. 
the best companies in the world, uh, they're the best in the world because of a comparison related to something else. So you can't just say, well, I did my best and it's actually the best. Like you can't, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You have to, you have to go outside of your circle in order to uh, have any standard at all, a personal standard while that gives you personal integrity does not actually do anything for the market competitively. So, all right, rant done. But being a standard bearer, you know, these companies that, that obsess about details, what they're obsessing about is not details for the sake of details. It is creating something that is special to, for the sake of the consumer that otherwise wouldn't exist. And some of you, if uh, uh, you're gonna you're gonna hate on me in the comments, but you know, uh, Ibanez, Ibanez is another uh, guitar company out there, and they are super flashy, and they got tons of mother of pearl and tons of decoration and everything else. Their guitars simply aren't as good as Gibson guitars. They're best. You could the most money you could spend on the best Ibanez guitar would fall flat compared to a Gibson. It'd fall flat compared to a lot of other guitars too, but that's beside the point. And the reason is because the cumulative effect of the details, the details themselves are unto something greater. Uh, they are the sum of the whole, so to speak. So what does this mean for us as uh, kingdom business leaders, as, as Christian entrepreneurs? I believe everyone listening to this right now, that God has given you something. He might be calling it to mind right now, or maybe you should spend some time praying about it, that uh, you are a standard bearer in, meaning God has given you a skill set and an aptitude that isn't normal. And what he is calling you to is to develop that out and then eventually move into being a standard bearer, someone who takes new territory, who goes into the unknown and sets the standard for the rest of the industry, for the rest of the competitive landscape. The best companies do not compete on price. You think of like Peter Drucker's awesome theory and everything else. They don't compete on price. And I would say the best companies don't even compete directly with other companies. It's not a competition because what they're in pursuit of is not beating the competition. What they're in pursuit of is the pursuit of excellence. And that upward shift, that aspiring shift moves them farther and farther away from the quote unquote competition. It doesn't even become a competition because we're not even talking about the same thing anymore. And that's my encouragement to you as a business leader is to get so good under the, the building out of your talent or your business acumen and then being so conscious of what God has given you as a gift of anointing that when you rest in those things for so long, 
before you know it, you're not even in the same playing field anymore. And that isn't just to your own benefit. Your customers benefit, the industry benefits, the the landscape of consumerism in that area benefits because of your pursuit of standard-bearing excellence. There's also a spiritual component to this as well. And this is the idea of holiness. Now, you need to hold these with a special kind of uh, open-handedness because what I don't want you to do is get religious in this. But holiness is about being set apart. Jamie Lynn, go listen to that episode, has a fantastic book and talk about what it means to be a Christian in the pursuit of holiness. And that should have a meaningful uh, impact on my life as a believer. But beyond that, the recognition that I have been set apart should also set apart the way in which I do things. Look at the life of Joseph. The Bible over and over again says he had favor in crazy scenarios in life. And it's because he lived his life differently. And that had an impact on the things that he did, on the actual things that he did in his working day. And so the pursuit of holiness should actually sort of have a parallel to my pursuit of excellence. Now, being excellent does not make me holy. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying in the heart of the believer, there shouldn't be a separation between church and state, so to speak. Meaning the things that I do pragmatically and the things that my heart rests in shouldn't be different. There should be a, a melding of the spirit man and the working man together. So, to sum up, two types of excellence, the standard keeper and the standard bearer. You need both mindsets, but one, if done well, eventually, I believe, does graduate into the other. For those who are super achievers, Enneagram 3s or the like, do not think that one is better than the other. You can't have one without the other. And in some ways, in some areas, it's best to know that you're actually meeting the standard before going and creating your own. That's just some practical business advice. So action, it's a lunch break. I want you to prayerfully consider and maybe do this as a workshop with your team. You can do this in 30 minutes with a little bit of prayer and a little bit of coffee. Uh, whiteboard this out. And it is uh, where are are we not meeting the standard? So we can call this the standard meters. That's one column. Then the other is where do we think we're standard keepers, meaning we are holding the line. And you need to have some areas again where you are holding the line. And then where are we going to be standard bearers? And I believe this has a spiritual connotation to it. You should not be innovating without intimacy. We've talked about this before. Standard bearers, when it comes to innovation, the Christian does not innovate without intimacy, meaning I don't get anything without 
a prayerful consideration first. I let the Lord lead me in the direction that I should go. And that in and of itself uh, is unto innovation in my business. So go through these three columns, um, standard meter, standard keeper, standard bearer, and identify analytically, specifically, what the landscape of excellence looks, looks like for your business so that you can make prayerful decisions about where you can improve and where you can have greater impact with your customers, in your industry, anywhere that you're touching people. All right, my friends, it's great talking to you. I hope this was a helpful exercise for you and for your business. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. If you're on iTunes, we'd also really appreciate it on podcasts if you would uh, rate it. That isn't just for us to make us feel good. It actually helps the episode be seen, which means more Christian business leaders can find it. And so we'd be grateful to you, and I'm sure new listeners would as well. That's all for now. Have a great week, and don't forget to think eternally. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.